Hey, so what's up, everybody? You're tuned into the Chicano Podcast. Um, I'm your host, Steve Garcia Pelon. Uh, this is being brought to you by Chicano. This is being brought to you by Chocast. And uh, we're in the year 2021. What's uh, what's the deal? How y'all doing out there? Um, I just um, wanted to... Uh, talk a little bit about being hyped up, being um, grateful, being thankful uh, that there are other Chicanos out there that are like-minded. Once you start, you know, digging, delving, and finding, and, you know, collaborating, uh, you know, with other people that aspire to be leaders in the uh, Chicano uh, realm or uh, ecosphere of your circle, um, I will say this, it will have um, payoffs, you know, you'll start to converse and have dialogues and narratives with other uh, Chicanos, and um, today I was able to uh, listen in a little bit, uh, you know, on a uh, chat, because a hey, is out there getting smart these days, you know, they're starting to collaborate on Zoom, having little Zoom meetings, and, um, you know, this is what it's going to take moving forward. Uh, you know, in 2021, 2022, 2023, and every year that, uh, you know, precedes, uh, you know, the future. And, um, you know, when I say that, I'm excited because, you know, a lot of the things that are being said are things that I've thought about. Uh, these questions, uh, these narratives, these dialogues, uh, you know, they're questions that I've pondered. You know, things that I've thought about, questions that I've asked myself, dilemmas that I've seen, uh, you know, with our struggle. And, uh, you know, today I want to go ahead and uh, talk a little bit about, um, I'm getting closer and closer and closer to talking about more uh, nationalism, more sovereignty, more uh, self-actualization, like the pinnacle, you know, when, um, you know, we talk about, like, if you went to school, you went to college, uh, you know, you ever talked about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, when you're talking about psychology and, uh, you know, all the basic necessities that a human being needs, you know, a lot of times, you know, we look for the first things and that's, you know, shelter and food and water and, you know, clothing and sex and all those innate instinct drive driven, uh, you know, things that we need as just beings or animals, if you will, uh, you know, as a human being and the species of, uh, you know, the world's, uh, you know, living, you know, we have to procreate, we have to protect ourselves, we have to eat, we have to nourish our bodies, you know, but, you know, we're a little bit more complicated than that with our brains, you know, we think, we ask questions, we have emotions, you know, we have uh, emotions like love and you know, once we start getting closer and closer and closer, you know, to that pinnacle of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and psychology, you know, we start to talk about self-actualization. And that's pretty cool because when we talk about being a Chicano, that's what, in my opinion, we're doing. You know, we're actualizing, we're becoming aware of our history and our roots and all the things that we were never taught and all that good stuff uh you know so when i talk about you know us as a people and um us as being a um i wouldn't say a um minority 
you know, because, you know, we are, we are slowly becoming the majority, and it's evident in, uh, you know, the school system. You know, you look at a lot of these elementaries, you look at a lot of these junior highs, you look at a lot of high schools, uh, you know, here in Texas, California. I mean, this just, you know, Mexican-Americans, Mexican-Americans. And, hey, you know what? I don't know why we're experiencing the pandemic, epidemic, uh, you know, the uh, things that we're seeing in these highly populated areas, uh, you know, but I do hear lots of talks, you know, about depopulation. I do hear lots of talks about uh, conspiracy theories. And, you know, when you talk about, you know, the top 1% wanting to keep power, uh, you know, they do have a reason to conspire. They do have a reason to, uh, you know, use all their wealth and all their chips to stay in power. So, of course, I think that all the richest men in America or the world are going to conspire to keep people down. And, um, you know, if they got to keep the masses back uh, by killing them, I wouldn't put uh, that past, uh, you know, people, uh, you know, that probably have patents on all these, uh, you know, coronaviruses, one, two, three, four, five. I don't know how many patents there are out there. Uh, but, you know, I just question, you know, I'm not here to, uh, you know, really go into all that. But, you know, like I said, you know, when we're realizing our strength, our strength is in our, our, our numbers. Our strength is in, uh, you know, our people. Our strength is in our equity um, as a unit that moves together. If we stay divided, we're never going to be strong. We're never going to be powerful. And that's some of the dialogue that I got tonight with uh, listening to, uh, you know, one of the Zoom meetings that uh, I was privy to, uh, you know, with some of the brothers and some of the sisters uh, that I have, uh, you know, as being a uh, Chicano, Mexican-American, Native American, indigenous person, you know, uh, we were talking, or they were actually talking, and I was just really listening, um, you know, about, you know, our uh, place in society, or our uh, inferiority, you know, as opposed to, you know, the hegemony of uh, the society that we live, you know, the structures, the power, uh, you know, that's wielded against us and not really allowing us, uh, you know, to have a voice or have a political uh, voice. You know, we don't really have a uh, person or a framework that's going to give us you know, the things that we need, especially when, you know, we're in already a system that's already kind of already been built by certain people to keep that wealth, keep that power, keep that structure in place. And, um, you know, so a lot of this is education. A lot of this is uh, rethinking what our children need to know. You know, I mean, if you think back about like, you know, some of the kids, uh, you know, that maybe uh, instead of went to, uh, you know, school, uh, you know, maybe if they would have went to a trade school like AC, HVAC, learning how to be a carpenter, learning how to be, uh, you know, a person in construction or something like that. Some of these uh, children of ours would have done a lot better uh, just because we would have given them a way to make money. And that in itself is something that we got to be thinking about. How do we rethink the monetary system? And if we were to pull all of our money together, wouldn't we be a much stronger force and be able to have demands and all this, um, 
huge uh, so-called democracy that we live in. You know, I mean, we don't really have a vote. You know, I mean, we have a two-party system. You know, a lot of people say, uh, you know, the lesser of two evils. Um, and a lot of people talk about, um, I think there was a guy named Boss Tweed, uh, you know, which was the guy that said, you know, I don't care who you vote for as long as I can pick the candidates. And that's what's going on. These people at the top of the power structure, they're, they're picking the candidates for us. And I think that, you know, whether, you know, you voted for Biden or whether you voted for Trump, you know, neither one of these guys are really going to be in our, uh, you know, interest. Obviously, I don't like Trump. Obviously, we don't like Trump. Obviously, you know, 80 percent of our people, uh, you know, really don't like the whole racist rhetoric towards uh, Mexican-Americans or indigenous or Native American people that, you know, he kind of has that that uh, that 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 um, he, he has that essence of just being a very racially motivated character. <coughs> and, um, you know, I'm not going to really uh, get into all that, but, you know, I mean, hey, Biden's the new president. Are things really going to change? Are they really going to set all the children free? Are there really going to be changes for the Chicano, for the Mexican-Americans, for the African-Americans, for the people that have been experiencing inequality, or is it still going to be the same old, same old, uh, just without the racist narratives? Um, you know, so when I talk about, you know, the um, elements of nationalism and sovereignty, you know, we really do need to think about leadership. We really do need to think about groups. We really do need to think about how to pull our weight together because really, I mean, isn't that what America was founded on? You know, these principles of subsidizing the colonies, subsidizing the pilgrims. I mean, isn't that really a form of welfare? And when you look at, you know, that structure of capitalism and the way that it really works, it is to benefit. It is to benefit the rich, the wealthy, and the elite. And a few are going to be able to make it to the top. A few are going to be able to have good jobs. You know, but like the vast majority, you know, of the 300 million or, you know, in five years, who knows where the population is going to be, the 300 and I think 23, 325 million people that we have right now, you know, the, 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 the vast majority of that is not living the American dream. I don't care how you want to slice it. Maybe you're doing okay, but is that really what we want for, uh, you know, 80% or 70% or 60% of those 320 something million people to be living under the poverty line? Is that really what we want? Um, so, you know, these are the kind of things that, I mean, I'm just saying that, you know, if, you know, we look at, you know, the different uh, races across the board, I mean, you can also look at, you know, male and female uh, gender inequality. You know, you can look at uh, education amongst races, uh, you know, blacks and whites and, uh, you know, Latinos or Hispanics or indigenous or natives or whatever you want to call us. You know, there is a uh, condescending um, number 
that is associated with being the non-privileged, uh, you know. And when I say privileged, you know, there are people that started out in a much better place a hundred years ago than people in slavery or people that were being hunted down and killed still a hundred years ago. Uh, so don't twist, uh, you know, some of the words that I use or some of the narratives because they're very real, you know, and I'm, like I said, I'm just excited. Um, you know, I haven't really done a pod, I haven't done an episode in some time and it's been for good reason. I've been, you know, just thinking about, you know, what I want to do with the podcast. I've been thinking about what I want to do with my life and you know, I mean, yes, I want to work. Yes, I want to make money. Yes, I want to be in society doing something. And that's just like the, 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 it's the double-edged sword as we can talk about all of these things that are so seeming that they're anti, uh, you know, native or anti-indigenous because it's capitalist. And, but we still got to eat. We still got to shelter ourselves. You know, we still got to have uh, you know, love. How can you have love if you can't, you know, even be free? If you can't have, uh, you know, warmth at night. If you can't even speak with an education. If you don't have money to clothe yourself or feed yourself. How can you be comfortable enough to find that partner? Or feel comfortable enough to go out and look, uh, you know, for a partner, you know? So these are a lot of things that we as Chicanos have to deal with, but we're going to have to be able to bring them to the table. We're going to have to be able to discern them and we're going to have to be able to have these discussions. So they're, they're very complicated issues. You know, one person is going to make a good point. One person is going to talk about, uh, you know, education and one person is going to talk about money and one person is going to talk about how those educations and those systems of money are actually still going to disenfranchise us when we're growing those systems. So I think we have to be smart enough to realize, discern, and understand that and play the cards that we're dealt. Um, you know, use that system while we can, but start putting our eggs in other baskets. Start trying to create. The other day I saw a um, ad, I think it was on some social media uh, platform that talked about um, banking, like a mobile app banking uh, for, uh, it said Latinx slash uh, black, black, black or African-American, uh, you know, people. So it was trying to basically wield uh, money or consumers to bank with this particular banking app based on giving back to the community of, you know, African-Americans or Latinx, uh, you know, people. That's, that was the, the words or the verbiage that was used in the app. So I thought it was kind of like a, a cool uh, idea, uh, if anything, you know, for people to say, hey, you know what, uh, so much money of, you know, the proceeds or the whatever is actually being used to start, uh, you know, businesses for African-Americans or for uh, Latinx people. And that was like the profile of what this app was. And so these are the kind of things that I think of when I think of like, you know, hey man, buy 
Chicano, buy Mexican, buy Mexican-American, buy something in our culture, something from our people, something uh, that is going to feed another family that could be your fan, your, 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 your cousins, you know, your distant relatives, you know, your people, your culture, you know, uplift your people, help raise your people, you know, um, the Europeans got it pretty good over here, you know, they enslaved and they killed a lot of people, you know, uh, making the system good for them, and, uh, you know, that's all said and done, uh, you know, it's in the past, whatever, but, uh, nobody's tearing down that system. That system is still set up uh, to uh, disenfranchise, uh, you know, or give uh, certain people a competitive edge or a jump start at life, uh, sort of being like a, a silver spoon in your mouth. You know, many of us were not born that way. However, many of our uh, friends, um, you know, our, uh, you know, uh, white friends, you know, may have different circumstances. You know, their parents may have, you know, afforded them to go to college, you know, right after high school. Maybe they didn't have to work. Maybe, uh, you know, they had a car, you know, right at 16. Uh, you know, maybe they had, you know, uh, parents that, you know, were spending time with them, doing homework with them. All these additional benefits, uh, you know, that a lot of times, you know, we don't really look at. A lot of times we don't think about these kind of things. And, um, you know, I don't know. <clears throat> we really need to start looking at that self-sufficiency. Uh, we really need to start, uh, you know, talking about, you know, having leaders. We really need to start, uh, you know, opening our eyes in this um, system of lies, uh, you know, that we live in. Uh, you know, I mean, I can't say that, you know, there's not a neoliberal aspect to everyone, you know. I mean, we're all on our iPhones. We all drive cars. We all you know, purchase gas, we all go to Walmart, you know, we all feed into the system, but at the same time, I'm saying just be smart enough to discern that, you know what, maybe there's a way that we can diversify our portfolio and give back to the community, you know, buy uh, Mexican food, you know, buy tamales from the little lady down the street, you might be helping her family. You know, going to a store or a mechanic's place that is in your body, that's in your neighborhood. You know, that's somebody that, you know, you might actually, uh, you know, do business with again. And they may do business with you. Keep it in the community. Think about those type of things. Um, that's really, I think, uh, you know, in a general gist of why I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what the overcoat of like nationalism and the overcoat of what sovereignty, you know, really is, is, you know, it's equity, you know. It's, uh, you know, having some type of dignity on your own land, on your own property, on your own uh, two feet. Um, you know, there were a lot of things that were given, you know, to people uh, like the, uh, you know, the, the, the colonizers. You know, they came over here a long time ago that stole everything or the government set up everything uh, to basically, uh, you know, disenfranchise everybody uh, when it came to uh, their freedoms or their land or, you know, even their rights um, or even their life. You know, all of those inequities only gave 
systematic privilege, wealth, land, and opportunity to those people that have a 500-year head start on us. And the only way that we're ever going to um, compete with that is if we start Uh, You know, we can't go and do the same thing they did to us. That's just out of the question, right? We can't, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. However, we can level the playing field by changing that system back to the way that it was. And before, uh, you know, Europeans came over here, those systems were our systems. Those lands were our lands. The modes of commerce or our modes of commerce. We controlled commerce. We controlled fishing. We controlled hunting. We controlled uh, trade. You know, we controlled education. We had institutions. We taught our children how to do the things that our grandparents did. And not only that, amongst other tribes, we were trading. And we're probably, you know, having, you know, skirmishes or whatever, like any peoples do. But we were also the foundation of the democracy. And don't ever let anybody teach you that we were not the founders of the real democracy, the Iroquois democracy. The Native Americans were able to be a lot smarter than most people give them credit for. You know, and these are things, these are narratives, these are truths. And once we start to realize them, open our eyes and, um, you know, educate ourselves, educate our children, then we start to cultivate that dignity, that pride, and that um, inspiration to know that we can do those things again as long as we have a will to survive. (sighs) I'm going to go ahead and... um, in this episode, I'm not going to write any uh, paragraphs on it. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out because uh, I know I've been dying to get one out there for some time. Um, I'm still wor- working on another one that um, I've been trying to get out for already um, a few weeks, but uh, we'll be putting that one out here pretty soon. But like I said, man, I appreciate uh, all of y'all, uh, you know, tapping into the program. And um, I'll catch on the rebound at the watch Peace.